America. My name is I'm Yosef from Pong. I come to you live every Thursday. Today I'm going to do a special Monday little quick hit to tell you about the, the correct argument for student loan forgiveness. A lot of people have been getting this wrong. I am going to tell you how to get it right. You cannot argue for student loan forgiveness by just talking about the onerousness of the debt. It is onerous for a lot of people, but that doesn't, that itself doesn't tell you that it should be forgiven. You have to talk about student loan debt in terms of the conditions under which it was undertaken. And it was undertaken with the pushing, like politicians pushed college as a way to live a middle-class existence. So if you didn't do what it took to go to college, then you were to be blamed for your financial um, failures. There's a... Um, there's a talk Clinton gave on January 5th of 1995 where he talked about home ownership. It's the same, it was the same argument. He's like, you know, as a president, I can't guarantee you, um, as a president, I can't guarantee you a good job or, you know, a house like, like it was before, <laughs> like people said before. But I can tell you that I'll give you the tools in order for you to do it yourself. And those tools were dubious mortgages and student loans it was like through a public and private partnership we can do it uh, and so that you will have that chance yourself in this globalized economy i can't guarantee you well what he's telling you is in a globalized economy you can't be a sovereign citizen you can't be a citizen because to be a citizen in the united states you need to be politically independent you need to be economically secure if you don't think that then like you actually don't know the conditions of uh democratic independence right like in order to be Politically independent, you need to be economically secure, which is why, um, if you want me to actually say what I feel like about politics, you will go to thefunkyacademic.com and kick in $5, 15 or $50 a month for me to continue doing what I'm doing so I, that I don't become a tool for someone else, right, who's offering to pay my bills, right? So I have the quality of economic security that will allow me political independence, which is why someone like Donald Trump was free. <laughs> um, insofar as he was rich, he wasn't looking for after work like Obama was, who had to have everything he said calibrated to the uh, prospect of, to the prospect of Goldman Sachs speakers fees, right? So Bill Clinton was telling people that if you expect government to secure you a job or a house um through like your own work whatever uh you're not going to get it what he can do is offer you the tools to do it for yourself through taking on private debt and this was a speech in uh june 5th 1995 you can look it up on c-span it was his home ownership proposal it happens about 32 minutes 31 minutes and 50 50 seconds in You'll find it. I can put the link in the uh, in the description of this video. But you'll also remember if you ever saw that movie Primary Clubbers. You, you want to come say hi to the people? My kids just got home. Want to come say hi to the people? Hi. Hello. How was your day at school? Good. Good. All right. Let me finish this up, and then I'll be with you, and we'll talk. Okay. 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 Bye. 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 That's volume one. That's volume one. Okay. All right, so um, you can't just talk about the debt as a burden. There are lots of different burdens that we're not all securing, that we're not relieving, right? 
this is a particular kind of burden because this was a particular this is a kind of burden that was incentivized by government propaganda when you have the president of the united states saying you got to go to school because i'm not going to do it for you and then you the school prices are what they are so you take out loans in order to pay for school that is uh government propaganda and he's pushing you in a direction and also telling you that your political energies are better served in that direction rather than securing a federal job guarantee which like is possible with what FDR promised, um, a federal job guarantee or, or like increasing the housing stock, right? Securing the housing stock. He could have done that. Instead, he threw you, and I say you was in the arms of my entire generation, into debt. Now I've paid off my student debt and uh, now that I don't live in California, I live in Georgia, you know, I have a reasonable mortgage. But for people who are not, <laughs> who either stayed in California or who are not uh, so disposed, who got a little bit uh, less lucky than I did, they're going to be paying off debt for the rest of their life. And that's just not appropriate. That's just not fair. Um, because, and you, if you saw the movie Primary Colors, you remember that movie Primary Colors? It's kind of about a Clinton knockoff. But the same speech happened because it was in the water. That ethic was in the water. Take on this debt if you want to be a real American. Uh, John Travolta gives that speech at a union hall. Same speech, same content. President's not going to guarantee you a union job or a house, but he's going to um, give you the resources to go to college. Right? This is John Travolta playing Bill Clinton in the movie Primary Colors. And then Bill Clinton said the same thing a few years earlier, 1995. Right? So this was part of the water. So what we're having, what we're dealing now with the student debt crisis is a crime. Like, they were defrauded. They were told the path to success by a reasonable actor, by a credible actor, like, went through student debt. And now they're punished for listening to them. Just like the people who told them the path for success, that same speech, goes through home ownership. So they took a mortgage that they couldn't pay and then, like, it went defaulted or couldn't understand and went and then defaulted. So this isn't a crime necessarily of financial literacy because they would have been fine if they were told in 1995 and 1994 that what you need to do is organize for service sector unions and organize um, against the oligarchy that's going to take all of your wages and buy bigger yachts. Right? You need to make sure that your job, and I'm going to do my job as president to secure you a good job at a unionized firm. And uh, because in this global economy, it'll empower a lot of people who are designed to eat your lunch, who are socially positioned to eat your lunch. If you don't want that to happen, you need to politically back the quality of politics that will secure civil sector unions, good jobs, um, and then we'll automatically have a federal job guarantee so that anybody who wants to work in these United States will be able to work a good, a good job, right? So you can do that. That's all within federal government power. That's one of the perks of being a sovereign nation. And um, there's a lot of work to do that doesn't get done because the people who you need to do it for can't pay for it. This includes deferred maintenance all along the Black South, getting people internet and stuff like that. So... Um, Instead of telling people that, we told people to go to college and take, and no matter, and if they don't go to college, they have only themselves to blame for their poverty. And so what? They, they bought a house and went to college. And then in 2008, their payments for their house, the, the, um, the conditions for them to pay for their house kind of went up. So, and they didn't get bailed out. 
And then now the conditions for their student loans are like, you know, they're, they're like the poor. They'll always be with you. People aren't discharging their loans. You can't bank, discharge them in bankruptcy or anything else. So this is, they're the victims of a fraud and a little bit of entrapment insofar as we could have had a union movement, but instead we found a way to individualize the risk or the, not found a way, the politicians told you to individualize the risk don't seek organized labor. Instead, take on loans. Um, take on loans and uh, take on an individual, um, take on this as an, uh, a feat of individual responsibility. And what happens, happens. And you know who actually got rich off of this? A lot of bankers. And a lot of people, these debt and student loan debt securitized. So who else got rich off of this? Is anyone, the investment bankers who bought securitized student loans because they're impossible to discharge. Right. So understand that you need to individuate the particular kind of debt uh, from like regular consumer debt. You need to individuate this debt as a quality of debt that was incentivized and propagandized by the government. And that's why there's student loan debt, because it was government propaganda leading and driving people towards that student loan debt. And that is the story you need to tell about this debt, which separates it from other debt that shouldn't be relieved necessarily. Right. So Bill Clinton and Obama later is telling you all the things that he didn't want to fight for and telling you, telling you that he couldn't fight for, but he could have fought for and then shoving you into the arms of Fannie Mae <laughs> and whoever, you know, was a private company who took on your home debt. And then when, when that went belly up, they said, it's your fault. They didn't say it's your fault for listening to us to, who told you to do this. They'll just tell you it's your fault for being uh, irresponsible, that you needed financial literacy. Like, no, we needed political, political leadership that told us to fight for organized labor and fight for good jobs and secure assets and secure housing stock, right? So the right argument for student loan debt is the same argument for housing debt, is the same argument for reparations even. You have to look at the origin of the debt. You can't just look at its onerousness. So sure, black people won't be, whole, be made whole until, like black people won't live good quality lives as a community until we're made whole. But we haven't been made whole because there was a government inflicted wound on our community. Right? Same with student loan debt, same with housing debt. Right? For the people who got caught up in, in these circles, it was government inflicted. And since it was government inflicted, the government needs to make us whole. Right. So if you try to talk about just the objective aspects of the debt, the fact that it's large and that you, it's screwing up your life, that's not enough. You need to show the subjective aspect of this debt, that you were defrauded, that it was taken from you. And show who took it from you and name names. And then that's, that's what differentiates or individuates your debt from just a random unlucky circumstance. All right. Take care. And if you don't do that, people just say that, like, no, you can't deal with that program. You can't deal with student debt because then you have to deal with over debt or all the, all, every debt. And every debt isn't the result of state-sponsored propaganda, but student loan debt is. Housing, and the housing crisis was. And for reparations, it was state policy. So state did that. State needs to make it whole. Um, thank you for your time. And I will see you tomorrow for an interview.
Actually, I'm doing an interview tomorrow, and then Thursday I'll do a regular show.